This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on On The Mark with Mark Carmen, a busy show. Lolo Jones, that's right, the first time ever Lolo on the cast. Looking forward to that. Stop in the Bears locker room. Kyle Long, Tyler Bray, Eddie Pinheiro, all on the cast. And a special conversation with Ethan Blumenthal as we do talk about theft and integrity. On The Mark with Mark Carmen starts right now. Always a treat to get to talk one of the greatest athletes in the history of the world, damn it. Lolo Jones, now 37 years old. Is that is that too tall for you, Lolo, calling you that greatest athlete in the history of the world? I mean, how many people can compete in two sports like you have, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. You didn't have to mention my age, though, but come on. <laughs> well, it's, you know, we did get a little bit of a bio for this interview, and it says, at the age of 37. So I feel like you want that out there. That look, look at how great you look at 37. Yeah, whoever added that, they should not have. They should have edited that out because my Tinder says I'm 27, so. <laughs> <laughs> how's, how's Tinder going these days? What's the, what's the experience like? Have you been on a date recently? I was on a date. It was the best date in my life, and then I still got ghosted out. So, <laughs> really, he ghosted you? Well, no, we like kind of talked, but then it was just like it was too much for him and his. Like he wasn't prepared for what it takes to have a relationship. I don't know some BS answer. <laughs> why, why? Why do guys do this ghosting so, thing? Why don't they just handle it like a man, right, Lolo? I, uh, you're a great person, but you're, you know I don't think it's going to go any further. I, I wish you the best, something like that. I don't understand because as an athlete, I deal with criticism every day. Like I go to practice and my coach tells me a hundred things I'm doing wrong and nothing right. So if a guy would just be like, okay, I don't think our humors line up. I don't think our whatever, I don't think this is going to go, or I'm just too busy. I would take that with like a grain of salt. I'm like, all right, cool. I wish you the best. But when like they ghost out, it's just like, then you got to like, you know, get all crazy on them and put them on blast on social media. <laughs> <laughs> what what would you say the Lolo Jones criteria is for a man? What are you looking for? Um, well, humor is big for me. Like I really just at the end of the day, I want to be hanging out with my best friend and laughing. And I find it really hard nowadays to find that in a guy. And also because I am an athlete, I'm used to like taking control and taking things into my own hand. And I think sometimes that's very intimidating for a guy. So it is. I, 
Finding a balance would be nice. Yeah, well, it takes a very confident guy to handle that, Lolo. I, I got to put. I got to let you know that. I'm sure you know that as well. Uh, does he need to be an athlete? Does he have to have some skills? No, that's one of the most annoying questions I get asked on Instagram all the time. The guys are always DMing me. Well, well, maybe if you give us regular guys a chance. And I'm like, you guys don't know who I'm dating. You don't know. Like, I've gone on tons of dates with guys who have just normal jobs, eight to five. But for some reason on social media, they just assume I'm only going out with these celebs or this and that. And it's, it's quite frustrating because I don't, that's not what I'm looking, I'm not looking for, oh, he must have X amount of social media followers. He must be famous. Like I, at the end of the day, like I said, I just want to laugh and it's really hard to find someone who can like, you know, bounce my humor and, you know, I'm a Kevin Hart. Can you be a David Chappelle to me? <laughs> so, let me just make sure here. You're not looking to create the next great Olympic athlete someday down the line here? Okay, so one of my dating bios does say, uh, it's, it says something along the lines like, uh, I can give you future Peyton Manning kids. Okay, it does say something like that. But that's not saying I need another. I feel like I'm such a stud that I, even if you're not athletic, I can help you and your future kids. <laughs> Yeah, see, because uh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm engaged, getting married sooner. But I would like check out wingspans and whatnot. And you know, I'm I'm five ten and a, a recreational athlete. But I, I, you know, I I was looking for somebody who could, you know, perhaps do exactly <laughs> what you're offering. So I mean, I think that's a great selling point. Yeah, I felt like that was a good, like you know, one liner to have under yeah. your your bio. <laughs> is Lolo getting close to settling? I guess is the question. I mean, I'm really trying to, it's just, it's hard in these streets. Like the single life is just not, it's never been for me. I, I'm a type of person that wanted to be married in their twenties and I can't believe that I'm still not married, but it's, uh, I'm also not willing to sacrifice on a lot of the things that I'm kind of looking for in a partner. And, uh, and with my schedule, it's easier for me to not just be so focused on it because I am quite busy. And so I think if I was just sitting at home, I would probably be desperately like, oh my gosh, freaking out. But I, I stay quite busy and active with, you know, training for two Olympics. <laughs> right. So that, I mean, you hear that man out there that, listen, you got to be able to be flexible with Lolo's schedule. There was only one year I actually, I was in New York and I had limited time and I actually had two dates back to back. And one of the dates had actually, he came early. And so he actually ran into the other date. It was a nightmare, but yeah, that's the only time that ever happened in my life. <laughs> two dates in one night. You're, you're trying to make the most use of your time. Who's going to get a date to here? That was good planning. He shouldn't have been early and respected your time. That's a bad move by him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just, this whole conversation is making me feel like a player, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, well, maybe, maybe a little. What's going on with training? How, how are we feeling looking ahead to 2020? Training is tough, man. Like, I mean, we talk a lot about my age. I mean, I am competing against girls that are 10 years younger than me. I mean, I'm feeling the aches and pains of basically all the times I've been crashing a bobsled at 90 miles an hour, every hurdle hit I've had. So it's built up. But like, what's uh, great about it is the fact that I'm super strong and determined to just finish out my goals. And so I don't know. It's like they say athletes always age in dog years, and that's so true. <laughs> Where do you think the drive comes from? I, you know, your your past has been well documented. You didn't have any money as a kid, you, but you had this dream, and the drive's still coming now. I mean, some people, you know, once they get there, they kind of, you know, maybe want to take a foot off the gas pedal, but that's not you at all. No, I mean, I think a lot of my drive came in the fact that 
I, I mean, if people know anything about my Olympic journey, that I've come so close to a medal so many times uh, that I can honestly taste it. And so I think the fact my drive comes from just picking yourself up after defeat or failure. Um, I think a lot of times people look to Olympic athletes for inspiration when they win, but a lot of times people can be inspired just by like taking another step, trying again, not giving up on your dreams. Not how many times you fall down, it's how quickly you get back up, right Lolo? Right? Fall seven times, get up eight. What's your worst sport? What are you bad at? I'm bad at losing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my worst sport, I don't know. Like, I'm, I adapt really good. Like, I hate to say this, but, I mean, I was playing golf and I was terrible, but by, like, the second hole, they were like, they couldn't believe it was my first time playing. So I would say, honestly, what am I bad at? I don't, I'm bad at running. I don't like running. Who likes running? <laughs> I have asthma. I get gas soon. But like, I just like the fact that it, it pushes me. So I like anything that challenges me. But bad, I, I don't, I mean, I'm so cocky of an athlete. I would just, I feel like I would get, even if I'm bad, I would get good at it. Lolo, great to talk to you. Best of luck, uh, the Olympics coming up here. We're rooting for you, and uh, yeah, let's get that medal, all right? Thank you. Thanks to Lolo Jones. We move on from Lolo to the Bears locker room, and I caught up with the offensive lineman, Kyle Long, who was pretty confused and wanted to talk about, at least at the start, the firing of the former Cubs manager, Joe Madden. What do you think about that? Why? 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 why is would that? You... Is that what I? Is that what yeah. I read? Yeah. Knowing Joe Manna, man. Oh gosh, I've you know, I've met uh, Joe a few times, and he's been great. Obviously, I've been able to see the success of the Cubs, and I don't know to what extent he builds that roster or Theo builds the roster, but they've done a tremendous job. Um, you know, I just think that as an outsider, somebody who's not in their locker room, I think that the idea would be for them to trend upwards as they continue to mature. But injuries and uh, other things can lead you to a place that you don't want to be. I've been there before. I've been on teams like that before. Um, I think maybe a fresh start is good, but I'm sure Joe Madden will be extremely successful wherever he goes. It sounds like Kyle Long wouldn't mind having like a glass of red wine with Joe Madden talking some sports. You know, I think uh, I've been in the same room with him and Scottsdale having a glass of wine before. <laughs> we may not have been at the same table, but you know, I'll go out to eat with my parents and you know, coach will be out there during spring training, and it's, it's always nice to see all those guys. I love that. Uh, what I wanted to ask you about, uh, do you, what do you know about London? What, what, do, you have like a, do you have a to-do list? Do you have an hour or two to get away? Well, I know we beat them in the war. Um, I know we assisted them in a war, and I know that we now uh, have football games there. No, honestly, London, what an amazing place, uh, filled with history and tremendous people. A lot of people in this locker room are big uh, soccer fans, so to, to kind of be in the land of footy is pretty cool. And uh, Charles Leno is excited about it. Are you, are you a soccer guy? Uh, I play FIFA, not <laughs> religiously like some of these dudes, but um, I can name a few players, yeah. Do you, do you think that you'll hi Adam Hogue, do, do, do you think that uh, you'll, what's what's the overseas flight plan do you sleep are you a movie guy do you got anything uh, do, you, do you have that mapped out overseas flight I'm going to be the guy that's standing at the window going are we there yet <laughs> every 30 minutes and I'm sure it'll piss people off uh, people always want to know how, how, how you feeling physically feeling better every day um, I'll be ready to roll this uh, quarterback transition that you guys have to go through here uh, again for however long it is, what, what's the main challenge for you? 
Um, for us, we just have to continue to focus on doing our jobs. Um, we know that whether it's Chase, Mitch, or Tyler, um, they'll be ready to go. And we have to worry about our job in order for them to do their job well. All right, just back to London before I let you go. I appreciate the time. I don't even know what they eat. Is it a fish and chips? Is it a London broil? Fish and chips. I haven't figured out if that's French fries and, and like uh, Long John Silver's type fish sticks. Right. Or remember the little ones you used to pull out of the freezer and you and they get all soggy, but they were good. You know the little fish sticks. I yeah, forget but the I think if you baked them properly, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. But be. as like a ten-year-old kid, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. cooking that stuff, it's like microwave frozen. It's not going to work, right? But I'm sure their fish and chips is really good. I, I talked to uh, Pat O'Donnell last week. He just walked out here. I I said he's the most athletic punter slash in shape punter in the NFL. What do you I've think been of calling that? him Clark Kent since the day he was drafted. I mean, he looks like him, and at any given moment, he could jump out of a phone booth in a Superman outfit, and you wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that's an asset for a team that's trying to win the Super Bowl, is it not? Yeah, you know, he's got a boot on him, and, I mean, he kicked the hell out of it. Yeah. All right, well, good to see you. Thanks. Nice travel safe, and we look forward to get you coming back safely here. All right, man, I appreciate it. <laughs> From there, we move to the third-string quarterback who was the backup this week. That would be Tyler Bray. You ready for this opportunity? Yeah, uh, it's next man up. Kind of uh, as a backup, it's kind of how you operate. You got to always plan like you're going to be the starter, and that's how you prepare, and that's how you kind of stay in it. And just be ready when your time's called. How do you fight the... There's no way I'm going to be playing versus, okay, like I feel like that's natural. And then the other side is like, I better stay ready because you'd never know. Yeah, I mean, like I said, as the backup, if you're the number two, you got to prepare like you're, uh, you're going to start. So you go in, prepare in meetings all week, practice like you're the starter, like you're Mitch. And then if something happens, uh, you just got to be ready to go in. Were you impressed the way Chase just jumped right in there, sixth play of the game, and it was like he was playing the whole game and playing the whole year, really? Yeah, I mean, he did a great job. I mean, the guy's been doing it for 11 years now. He knows how to handle himself, how to prepare each week. He does a great job getting helping Mitch to get ready and getting himself ready. So when his time came, I knew he was going to do a good job. Well, what's that quarterback room like? What do, how does Mitch lean on you guys to support him? Uh, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a group effort. Uh, Mitch, obviously, he likes the way he works. Chase likes the way he works. I like the way I work. And so we just kind of combine all that together and kind of come up with a program on how we're going to operate each week and how we're going to go through practice and meetings and just try to handle it one step at a time. Tyler, you know you're the most popular player in the Bears locker room right now. The backup quarterback is always beloved by the fan base. Yeah, it's always it's always that next guy. Whenever if something happens to go wrong, all the fans, that's all they want to ever talk about is who's behind the guy making the mistakes so yeah it's something you don't really pay attention to and lastly the hero he won game two of the season kicker eddie pinheiro so this is like a huge deal getting a kick in a soccer stadium is it not yeah i mean growing up as a kid i always wanted to be a pro soccer player so it's pretty cool I can see the smile on your face, the goosebumps. Who was your, who's your soccer hero growing up? Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. I mean, it was Ronaldinho, and then I ended up loving Cristiano Ronaldo. 
Do you think that uh, soccer players like that are like, oh, well, if you're not a tough guy, you play soccer. That's not true. That's not fair. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's guys that are tough and play soccer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what, what about uh, just the start of the season for you? you got to be thrilled with how it's going so far. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, obviously my second game ever in the NFL, hitting a game winner was, I mean, awesome. I mean, but now I'm just trying to take care of my knee and just get uh, just rehab and get better. So, How's that coming along? Good, good. Uh, I mean, the training staff here is amazing. They're doing a great job and just try, trying to get better every day. So, Did you think that uh, you got the timeout with the one second left in Denver? Did I get the what? Did you think that you guys had actually gotten the timeout really? Oh, yeah. I think we did, yeah. Well, no. you did because it worked out. Of course, better. of course, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I was like, were you like, are, you, are we sure? I mean, I'm just trying to remember what, what I mean, was going on in your I head. I mean, obviously, I mean, I didn't know the situation. I mean, I knew the situation. I just didn't know if we had a second or not. And then once the ref said we had a second, I got instantly got happy because I had a chance to win it. So. When did you get the feeling that you were going to be the guide? Yeah, honestly, I didn't know until, like, the last preseason game. And they obviously bring in any, everybody in to, for cuts and stuff like that. And they just told me, you know, after a couple of days after the pre, last preseason game. So, Have you always had this Have you always had this level of energy? Always, always. <laughs> Maybe it's the soccer game, I don't know. <laughs> Ethan Blumenthal joining the show right now. We're going to talk about theft and honesty and integrity. This is a big conversation, very important. Ethan, good to see you. Always a pleasure, and this is an appropriate conversation on the eve for, for the members of the tribe out there, on yep. the eve of Yom Kippur, uh, you know, the holiest of holy days in the, in the Jewish uh, tradition. For our Jewish listeners out there, we do wish you an easy fast. Mm-hmm. Go, go get it. Are you are you fasting? I will be, yeah. yeah me I too. Be. Man. I'll be thinking about all the sins that I've done the past uh, year. I actually have, uh, I'm going to be in temple on Tuesday. Tuesday night and then me too. Uh, and yeah. a temple on Wednesday night, yeah. on Wednesday day, Wednesday day, yeah. yeah, and then a break the fast. I I, I got some uh, issues though with the family. We got two invites going on here. Do I go to the fiance's mom's in the suburbs, which I don't really want to do, or do I go to not anything personal, just you know the travel out right. there, or to my extended family in the city? prefer the extended family in the city right down the street, I mean, right? you're about to get me. You're going to have to cross this bridge every single day. There's, there's These types of decisions are going to be everywhere. I mean, you, what are you guys going to do for Thanksgiving? You, I mean, there's all of these different things that you have to figure out. Yeah, ubiquitous. So it's it's me creating some uh, my own boundaries, identities, all this right. a lot of stuff to figure out. And here. the thing is, is you got to figure this out on this this time right now because it's going to be like that forever. So if you choose her family for this for this meal or whatever it is, then that's going to be it for the next 40 years of marriage. You do. You're right. Yeah. You, you set the expectations now. Mm-hmm. This is, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. We've got to make deals up front. You don't mm-hmm. do it on the back end. Exactly. My, my brother just got married this past March. Daniel Blumenthal? And, uh, David. David, da- David, David, David Blumenthal just okay. got married. And so they're just, this is the first year they're trying to figure out what's going to happen for thanksgiving you know we get so there's a lot of stuff going on and it's you know my, my parents my mom is like what do we, you know the decision is going to be made right now and that's going to set the tone for the rest of their lives so. are you the youngest i am the youngest yeah and david is the middle david's the oldest david's the oldest, oldest yeah. daniel's in the middle daniel's in the middle I, I get that now on yeah. daniel no wonder yeah middles are always you know they always got issues they always have issues okay well he'll be listening to this right? <laughs> I, um, i'm just playing daniel love yeah. you buddy yeah i've got my issues so we're all in this together for the record all right uh, so I had a major moment of integrity this week. Okay. A moral and dilemma? A, moral, a, a slight moral dilemma. Okay. Now, as you know, uh, Ethan and I are diehard tennis fans slash uh, players, mm-hmm. which has been a little bit too ubiquitous on the podcast. But this is, this is something that, you know, it, it plays everywhere. I go to the Thursday Night Tennis League, right? 
And I walk in and they're like, there's a new guy at the desk. He's, and he looks at me cross-eyed, who are you? Um, you know, why are you wearing a suit walking in here? Most guys, they go home, they change. I'm, I'm coming, you know, straight from work. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he asked me who I am. My, my name is Mark Carmen. Well, uh, oh, are you, uh, have you re-upped for the winter season? I know damn well I have not. Um, but I kind of hem and haw. I'm like, I doubt it, but, but sure, maybe sure, sure. You, you can check. So he checks and he's like, yeah, right. You know, you have not, you, you, you owe. And I'm, like, I'm like, all right, let me, can I pay you? He's like, no, 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 come back after you play. So I go, I play my match. I come back up. Big win over uh, Ted. Mm -hmm. Lost the first set, won the second, okay. won the, the tiebreaker, 10-7. Okay. Right. Big win. So yeah. I'm, I'm ready to take you on. But so I come back up and it's an older gentleman and he's tired now at this point. It's, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night. And I'm, th I'm like, I'm seeing, I could probably just walk out here. He's not going to say anything, right. but I went with their integrity. I walked over, said, "Hey, you want to you want to handle this?" So, like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, what's your name? Tell him Mark Harmon, sir. Okay, so he looks it up. All right, you want to pay for this? Yes, sir. I, I, let's 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 take care of it. So he go what well, he goes and says, "Well, we have a problem. Well, what's the problem? Well, it has you listed here as a four year old." And four year old, four year old, four year old, okay. and they're and they're charging. And I can confirm by looking at you right now that you are definitely at least a couple years older than four. I right, I'm right. not, I'm uh, not four. Okay, all right. And for the record, yeah. you know, because I know because we're on a podcast, people can't see you. Right. Um, I but could have a deep not, voice. For yeah, a four deep year. voice and a pretty intelligent, vast vocabulary. But yeah, anyways, go, continue. Right. So I'm like, yeah, that's correct. I'm not four, sir. I'm, I'm actually 46, um, which is painful, but it's true. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, what do you want to do here? And He's like, well, I'm, I'm not really sure how to move the system around. Do you mind if I just charge you as a four-year-old? The only way you'll get caught is if, you know, somebody notices down the line and no one's ever going to notice. But right. so I'm sitting there like, well, how much is the four-year-old rate? Four-year-old rate's like, you know, 90 bucks and the regular rate is almost double. Mm. So, now, so now it's like, I mean, to me, that's stealing. I'm, I am not four. Yeah. This is the rate. I'm willing to pay it, but I'm also happy to not pay it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just say to the guy, I'm like, all right, put me in as the four-year-old. Let's go. But then I walk home, walk out of there, and I go home, and I'm feeling a little bit guilty on the situation. Now talking on the podcast with you. Right. Am you know I'm because uh, back in the day I'd be the type of guy that would walk in and you know maybe get go to Chipotle get the water and they give you the full you know sure. regular cup and now all of a sudden Sprite's in my cup by accident and yeah and, you know, how, did it, how did it happen I, I mean, that was just yeah right and and, and so I don't <laughs> want to be that guy I want to be the high integrity guy right. I mean I'm 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 46 years older I'm not four years old right but but now but I'm paying the four year old rate and I I mean this feels off to me Do you, should I feel guilty is my question so here's the thing about these types of situations yeah. Is I find I have a very guilty conscience, so I find that no matter what, you can get away with the money. But if you're thinking about it at not all, worth it. it's not worth it. Just go pay the extra money, and I've been there. Listen, okay, let me tell you, this is this is really me stooping to my lowest here, okay? Yeah. Um, what I'm about to tell you. So I mean, we just know, we just spent time together, by the way, at the yeah. US Open. You just came in, and we were right. we were sneaking in seats all over so, the place, so which is also stealing. So right, so that's what I've done. So this is actually uh, this is what Daniel Blumenthal has done this a lot. So we never, I've never snuck into like an actual like baseball game but here's what we used to do to get down to the lower level would be we'd buy the cheapest tickets and then my brother would on his computer or whatever make like find a ticket and then just like change on the the computer 
I changed on his phone and changed the you know the section number, or whatever, so we can get down the lowest section. So we just show that person. We couldn't get into the stadium like that because it didn't have a barcode. Right. But you could just show that person like, oh, you're in that section. Screenshot. So screenshot, right? Whatever. And then you know you're down the section. You change the date. I mean, it's not that hard if you kind of know what you're doing. My buddy. So did I've it. done that sort of thing before. My, How do you feel about that? Uh, it, it's it's brilliant. Yeah. I, and and um, I think uh, and wrong. And I support it uh, mm-hmm. all at the same time. My buddy did that. He had upper levels for the U.S. Open final, mm-hmm. Serena Williams in the final. And he screenshotted a bunch of seats in the, in the whole 100 level, got down there, it worked, took mm-hmm. it all in. Yeah. So here's the thing. It kind, of feels, it kind of feels like a victimless crime, right? If no one's sitting in those seats and you sitting in those seats, who's, who's getting hurt by this? Who's getting hurt by that? Right. You know who's getting hurt by that? Who's getting hurt by that? Uh, well, the people that are sitting next to you who paid the freight to actually sit in those seats, you did not pay that money. Yeah, but they're not getting hurt. See, that's that's the problem. See, every, what's who? just worry about yourself. They're why, wa- are we, they're, they're why, why are we... Why, why does it matter what's happening to you? It's just about me. I, I'm having, I pay what I paid. I'm enjoying what I'm enjoying. And you pay what you paid and you can enjoy it too. Who cares? What's the difference? Victimless crime. Yeah, I, I think it's the victimless crime. See, see, it is open. I mean, back yeah. in the day when I was growing up, there was always these two bull seats that were open in the second row mm-hmm. behind the scorer's table. And it was on the, it was on the, ho- the hockey board were behind there so if if you saw like a little bit of a gap in the hockey boards I knew they were open so we would go down there halftime I would I would sneak my 65 year old dad at the time in there I'm like dad we gotta go tonight we gotta go and he would do it yeah victimless crime that's but 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 it's borderline. It's borderline. Should we do it? And it's funny because my, it, you so know, that, what, I would never commit any sort of other crime, you know, stealing from like a place or whatever. But that sort of thing, for some reason, it's always felt like it's okay to me. So what's more victimless, that one or Chipotle, the 10 cent, one cent little Sprite in the cup? Well, I think, I mean, I think clearly the Sprite, the Sprite's worse. Yeah. Because that, you know, you're actually stealing a product from them and you should have just, but it's a $2 product that costs them 10 cents versus the seat that you're talking about is a thousand dollar seat. But here's the thing, right? But I'm never going to pay the thousand dollars, right? I'm not going to go pay the thousand dollar seat, but if you just wanted a Sprite, you could just play like the extra $2 for the Sprite. You could. Yeah. But and, you, but, and you should, but I'm not going to ever pay. So if I couldn't sneak down to those seats, then I would just okay say, okay, I'll just you know get back to my $15 seats or whatever it is. Do I go back to the tennis place and say, hey, look, um, if you could just figure out how to fix that situation, I don't want to be four years old. Is that is that is that over the top? Do I need to do that? Well, I guess I guess it's my own decision. It's, it's your own decision, but I think again, first of all, again, you know, Yom Kippur coming up Tuesday night, Wednesday. It's mm-hmm. all about repentance. And do you want to go into that situation knowing that you are knowing that you did something really, really well, and that you're going to be sealed for a good year, or do you want to kind of put it up in the air, put it in God's hands? Well, that's the other thing too, because I do. You believe that when you bend the rules one way. The Almighty is watching, and there will be retribution in other ways. See, if you hadn't so, done, if you hadn't done that, I mean, now we're bringing God, and this has got well, way well, deeper on the podcast. But here. Don't, do you, don't you have those thoughts? If I if I do this and I'm bending the rules and I did it wrong, then somehow, some way, the karma of the world is going to come spinning back around at me. I think a lot of people follow the rules because they're worried about the karma of the whole situation. Yeah, but maybe also which you is follow so, just because you want to. I don't know, be a good person. I mean, listen, that you know. Right, well, know. that's boiled in there too. But the pe- some people, I mean, I, 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 
when when I don't follow the rules mm-hmm. and then and then there is something sure. that comes at me, I do look at. I'm like, see, sure. see, I, I had it coming, man. I so, flat out had that. I had it coming. So I right um, up the giggy. So I this is this is the worst thing that I've probably ever done. Okay, I grew up in Hyde Park, right by the University of Chicago. And when I was in like high school and college, you know, back from school or whatever, um, I needed a place to go work out. And, you know, I didn't, my parents don't have any connection at all to the university, so I didn't really have a good way of getting a membership to the university to go to their gym, but that was the best gym. First of all, they had a batting cage, you know, I played baseball in college, it was a good place to go hit, you could, you know, there's basketball hoops, so I could do all that stuff. So what I did um, for a long time was I knew a guy that went to UFC um, that played baseball there, I, used, I played baseball with him in high school, and so I would just go there. Um, and I would just say, oh, I forgot my card. My name is, is so-and-so. And they would say, okay. And that worked for like years, like three, four years, okay? And then one day I said, hey, lost my card. My name is, um, you know, my name is this person's name. I won't, I won't reveal his name Joe on podcast. Smith. Joe Smith. Um, and the person at the front desk said, oh, I know Joe Smith. You're not Joe Smith. And I said, Oh, that hmm, is that funny? And then I just walked out, and then that was the end of it. And this is the best part, though, because I found out later that the university gave free memberships to like college athletes, whatever school they were at. So I could have just just done that and avoided this whole you know moral dilemma this whole time because every time it was nerve wracking when I had to go to the gym every day. Wait, hold on a second. Yeah. You, you just ran over the moment when yeah. this guy looks at you and you're yeah, not the woman. Smith. Yeah, and is she. So now what does she do? Does she like get out of here, or does she say, "Can you"? Does she want to so, take you to the authorities? No. So first, does she, she smile at you. <laughs> so first, she she looked, and so and this person's name, not Joe Smith, but not a very common name, I wouldn't say. Um, and so she Moses like, and so, Sure. And so she said, "Oh," and she looked it up. She was wondering if maybe there were two two yeah. of these names. And she says, "Well, there's only one name here, and I know that person, and you're not him." And I was like huh, that's, and I was like, huh, that's weird, you know, because I think, you know what, I don't really have that much time to go to the gym anyways, but I'll figure this out, you know, another time, and she just, you know, like, the person that works at the front desk at a gym, at a college gym, they don't, don't care. care at all, they're doing their work, they're in college, it's like a work-study thing, like, I don't care, you know, I probably could have just said, I'm, you know, trying to sneak in the gym, can I just go in, they probably been like, okay, I don't care, you know, so, but that's, that's what happened, and it was very nerve-wracking, and then I found out this whole time that I could have just done it, you know, for free so, anyways. So, you never, re- you never returned after that one? Or no, did I didn't you go return. back the next time? So, there's, there, I, so I, I took, a, took a while off, and I wanted to make sure that every time I had to peek in and make sure that it wasn't, it wasn't the same her. person at the front desk. Yeah, um, but then eventually <laughs> I got a real membership um, that I didn't have to pay for because they gave it, to, gave it free, and so, and, and that made me feel so much better, but... My point is that the relief when I had a real membership, um, it was it's it's, it's an it's amazing it. feeling. It's an amazing feeling, and it's worth it. And I spent so many years, um, you know, feeling like I was sneaking into this place and was nervous every time I saw someone, you know, that worked for the gym walking by. I just was always assumed that that they were coming to get me, and they were never coming to get me. And it's like it's like when you're crashing a wedding and you look it around and you're like, oh, that guy's going to come over. He knows. He knows. He knows. They don't know, uh, but you're nervous. And so the, the best way to handle it is just to, is just to you know, pay whatever you got to do, do whatever you got to do, and just you don't have that on your conscience. Yeah, but there's also like an addiction to that. There getting, is, and obviously I have it. Yeah, to getting <laughs> away with stuff and yeah. the excitement of it mm-hmm. and living like there's like an aliveness to like, you know, are they going to come? Are they not going to come? Am I going to get caught? Am I not going to get yeah. caught? This is way more entertaining than just sitting here. If I completely was 
allowed to sit here and or right. work out here and or right. whatever. So it's like it, it's it makes your life it, it is a, it more is exciting. Exci- yeah. And going to the gym, just going to lift weights. There's nothing less exciting than going to the gym and lifting weights. So you add a little excitement by having to sneak in there and having to have you know constantly your head on a swivel. And then there's a lot of people I think that are listening to this podcast like, oh, I would never, right, absolutely never yeah. want to live with that. It drives me nuts. Like I mean, I've had numerous relationships where they would just, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm like, we're sneaking down tonight. Yeah, and girlfriend at the time would be like, "No, please, no, no, I don't want to. Just pay for the ticket." Now we're sneaking in. I'm yeah. not paying for it. Let's go. No, that's and and I have you, that you, dilemma all the time when you because when I go with my family, we all know the deal. You know, we're gonna go. We're gonna find the best seats. If we get kicked out once, that's fine. Whatever, go find new seats. But if you're going with a friend, if you're going on a date, I mean, that's a whole different situation because you can't have a date thinking that oh, this guy, you know, he you now we're sneak. Why aren't we sitting in our seats? Because most people just do that. But so that's that's a that's a fine. Line, you gotta walk I, that's I, tough I, I, it was uh, it's always been a battle it's yeah. a continuing battle yeah we go to the cub game i'm buying the cheapest seats we're going right. we're, we're sitting right. down there what do you what, i mean yeah. who, who who doesn't no. do that i know and that crazy i i think you know if you go to a socks game and i look at every time every now and then you look at the socks game and i'll see people you know in the way 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 what, upper what deck the hell are i'm you like doing what up? are you doing man there's ten thousand people here there's forty thousand seats <laughs> right. sit in any one of those that aren't in the highest right. possible part in the stadium. You could walk down and sit in the second row behind the on-deck circle and no one will say anything to you. Why are you in the 58th it's, row in the corner? Exactly. It's People are crazy. When we were at the U.S. Open, so I went, I went. so first I did get kicked out of seats at the U.S. Open because I went down and me and my buddy, um, we were watching Roger. It was the first night. We were watching Roger and Serena. Um, and, you know, They both won that night. And so we were sitting way up. I mean, our seats were expensive seats, U.S. Open, but it's a long night. And so people start to leave a little bit. And it was the first round. So, you know, Serena kicked, you know, Sharapova's ass and, you know, Federer was, you know, whatever. Um, So first we go down and we accidentally sit in the press box, you know, and then it was clear or like there was like you needed credentials or something. And I was like, okay, obviously we don't have credentials. So but then we anyways, we found seats that are way closer. But then I look up and I'm like, guys, we all moved down. And there's still like, you know, a couple hundred people sitting at the top row. And I'm like, you guys could move down like. A hundred row of seats, and they're just up there. It's crazy, well, but because they don't want to deal with the stress. Exactly. Yeah, and I do, and it's it's it keeps me alive. It, it's right. It keeps. <laughs> th- thank you for this conversation, yeah. guys. I hope that. Uh, by the way, uh, reaction to any uh, your best moments of theft slash seat moving. Feel free to hit up the Twitter at the Carm or at and he can pass, which is a Friday Night Lights reference. Exactly. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, and one public service announcement on this Yom Kippur uh, Eve podcast: the movie on or the the series on Netflix, The Spy with Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, I just started watching episode one. Okay, it's phenomenal. Okay, phenomenal. Did you like episode one? I did. I did. Yeah. I'm Do you know the story of the full story of the guy? Um, no, but I but I, I bet I'll find out if I finish the series. Yes. Yeah. So okay, interesting. All right. Well, you'll enjoy the series. All right. I look e- forward to it. Ethan, good to see you. Good to see you as well. My final thoughts, I want to talk about the Chicago Bears real quick. Dan Hampton, number 99, Hall of Famer. He made one comment in the postgame show yesterday, which stuck out, which was, I would like to buy the Bears for what they are worth and sell them for what they think they are worth. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, wow, what comment, Hampo? Here's a bunch of guys who are reading their press clippings, at least in his mind, 
and not giving their all on a daily basis, not coming ready to fight an Oakland Raiders team that the Bears were clearly better than, but somehow, some way, they lost in London as the Raiders wanted it more and the Bears got physically manhandled by Oakland all over the field. And that loss probably doesn't do a huge amount to impact the entire season, but it is a reminder that, hey, man, when you do not show up and give your best and ready to play and act like somebody is going to take something from you or trying to, you set yourself up for failure. And that's really what happened to the Bears on their trip to London, losing to a Raider team and John Gruden and a 97-yard drive to that should never have happened uh, to a defense that is supposedly elite. So disappointing. But just a reminder, as I wrap up the show today, Always realize that the world is competitive. Somebody is trying to take something from you. Be ready to go every single day. Be your best. And then you can sleep tight when the head hits the pillow. The Bears right now, after that one in London, that sleep is not going to be as restful. And sort of similar to the integrity and the conversation we're having, which was a fun one. But there is some underlying seriousness to it too, right? I think the Bears probably did not sleep particularly well. Uh, after that loss, knowing they had not put their best foot forward. I'm going to use that Bears loss to the Raiders to, as a reminder to be your very best on this amazing day that we're all having right now. Thank you for listening to On the Mark with yours truly, Mark Carmen, which comes out every Monday afternoon. Subscribe, tell a friend. I appreciate it greatly as we continue to uh, bring you, hopefully, Uh, a conversation that you enjoy each and every week. We will see you next Monday afternoon. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.